We are constantly triggered in our day-to-day lives, but knowing exactly why can be so incredibly tough to pinpoint. Welcome to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered Season 2, where we will explore all things triggers and how to mindfully navigate our own healing journey. I'm Natalie Collar. And I'm Candice Fraser. Let's do this, Candice. Hello and welcome back to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. It's been a while, but now we're back. Hey, Candice. Hey, Nat. It's so good to be back behind the mic, back more motivated and, and ready and raring to, to share lots of goodness in our podcast. As I've been creating my therapy practice, I've been doing a lot of research, reading courses around trauma, and I think there's a lot of confusion around trauma. Mm. Seeing as trauma and triggers go hand in hand, we thought we'd explore trauma a little bit. So today we're starting a series on trauma. Am I right, Nat? Yep, that's it. That's exactly right, um, Candice. And look, it is a hot topic at the moment. Um, So it's good to sort of dedicate some time to trauma. Mm. You know, I was thinking maybe we could break it down over three or more episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, This topic's often really misunderstood or worse still, it's brushed off. People don't like being mm-hmm. associated with the word trauma. Yeah. Um, or they feel like you're over-exaggerating your experience. Oh, spot on, spot mm-hmm. on. Uh, and and there's different levels of trauma, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like trauma can be experienced in a number of different ways or settings. So it can be like childhood, early childhood trauma, trauma mm-hmm. from like abusive relationships, that sort of complex trauma that could happen Mm. and it might be in the setting wise it could be in your home life or your home life when you're a child yeah it could be when you're at school in that sort of Mm. environment it could be in the workplace you might have experienced some kind of trauma or Mm. or abuse or bullying it could even be in your community and Mm. then you know in the more extreme um, environments it could be something like a war zone so there's just a lot of dimensions to what can affect you um, and cause that deep-seated trauma within mm. you. And lots of dimensions. I like how you said that. And mm. I think it's really interesting because, and I think this is where some of the confusion is, sometimes we think an event has to be deemed as traumatic for it to mm. be trauma. Mm. But trauma is actually defined by our own subjective experience mm-hmm. of it rather than the event itself, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It makes perfect sense. And it's like I like to describe trauma as it's, it's a lasting mental and emotional response mm. that, you know, often is a result from living through a d- distressing event. So, I mean, that's very simplified, mm. but basically the event passes but the body has an imprinted memory yeah you know and that's why experiencing a traumatic event can really hinder your personal safety yeah you know um, your sense of self people can shut down and disassociate Um, it can also hinder your ability to regulate your emotions Mm. Um, and you know as therapists we both see this Mm. Um, and also navigate your your relationships. Mm. You know, trauma can really impact 
every area of your life. It it really, really can. Mm. Um, and I love that you mentioned just then both the body and the mind mm. holding mm. on to trauma because it's really important to note that. And sometimes I think that's forgotten about. Yep. So it's important when addressing trauma and providing therapies like you and I do, Nat, mm. that they're holistic rather than talk therapy alone. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, sometimes talk therapy alone leads to re-traumatization. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes people feel like they're failing in their healing of trauma because mm. they've really worked on the mental health side of things of their healing, but have missed the body and the subconscious work. Mm. And so long after a traumatic event occurs, and even though they've done all this work, they still experience all those unpleasant effects of trauma and end up feeling on top of it, shame and helplessness, powerlessness, fear, all these extra things kind of accumulate on top of the trauma. Exactly. And and that's the impact of trauma. Mm. It's not the actual, like we were saying before, it's not the actual event. It's it what it's what remains. Um, in, the body, in, the, yeah. in the body, yeah. And and also, you know, just the interpretation that we've adapted mm. because of the event you know that's mm. why people become hypervigilant and mm. you know yeah. have immense fear and anxieties mm. and what we're increasingly learning more and more about is that when we incorporate body-based therapies um, then the impact on the mental state naturally decreases mm. uh, the body and mind they're really connected and mm. I know you and I know this because we've oh, studied it in depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're doing more and more uh, research into it and yeah. seeing the power that it has, you know. But, look, we'll explore that a little bit later on. Um, we're just planting the seed there. That <laughs> <laughs> um, the mind and memory, you know, the event might not actually start, be where you start your trauma healing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Candace said, look, there's lots of different levels of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And and it does get confusing because there's all sorts of different terms and names for the the yep. different <laughs> levels of trauma and levels even probably not maybe the right word, yeah. categories. I don't know. But we're going to refer to them, the first one as little T trauma, uh-huh. then big T trauma, yep. complex trauma, and then the kind of less discussed traumas, which are things like historical, collective, um, intergenerational. There's so many different types of little, not mm. little, mm. that's the wrong word, types or of trauma. Bran- bran- yeah. Branches yeah. of trauma. Branches. Yeah, I like okay. that. I like that. Yeah, and I think you're right. Levels probably isn't the right word. It's more categories is probably a, a better way to put it. You're right. You're absolutely right there. And look, we'll use the next few episodes to just dig a little deeper into mm. each level of, well, each category of trauma. <laughs> and um, we're going to keep saying level. Let's just admit will, it, but it's not will. what we mean. <laughs> exactly. It's what we've been trained to say. Um, <laughs> and and their lasting effects on you um, yeah. or the person that's experienced them. And we'll also suggest some healing techniques and trauma op- from trauma options. Um, so... 
I think yeah. that's kind of where we're going to take it, Candice, if you're happy to do that. Oh, I think that is absolutely perfect. And it'll give each branch of trauma the yeah. attention it deserves that way. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, I think it, they need to be um, defined mm. because it's a word that's being thrown around a lot yeah. at the moment. So look, you know, when bad things happen, it can take a while to get over the pain and feel safe mm. again, mm-hmm. you know, but the main thing to know um, and the main sort of driving force of this series for us is just to let you know that recovery is possible and mm. help is available. Yeah. You know, that the trauma itself may disrupt your body's natural equilibrium mm. and it may make you hypersensitive, hypervigilant, um, amongst other sort of states of awareness and fear. Mm-hmm. And this is where I've found personally like somatic experiencing may help repair your nervous system. It's a game changer. Mm. Absolutely, you know, but it is unusual, I'll say, because um, <laughs> a lot of people don't kind of get it, but it does work. Um, and the recovery from trauma will take time. You know, everyone will heal at their own pace. There's no like hard and fast rule. Mm. And, you know, I see that all the time, all the time. Um, mm. There is no hard and fast rule. You can't put a date and just say, I'm going to be completely healed by this date. It, it is a very individualized journey. Mm. So I was thinking, seeing as we're going to be um, exploring trauma over the next few sessions and this podcast is all about triggers, mm-hmm. we don't want the conversations around trauma to trigger you. Mm. So how about we were thinking we might share a process to help locate a safety resource within us so that we can use that resource um, either when listening to the episodes, if you do feel triggered, you've got that safety resource to call upon. Um, But it's also a resource you can pendulate back to when you're doing the healing work just to help really create that safe space within that allows you to do the healing work. Mm. And and look, there's a few ways to do this, but... Mm. I think a simple one is to search your body for a part that feels safe. Yeah. So if it's safe for you to do so at the moment, I'd like you to gently close your eyes and take a few deep breaths in. And when you're ready, just gently scan your body, searching for a place within the body that feels safe. Really take your time here. It may just be one tiny little place within the body, perhaps in your legs somewhere, perhaps in your arms. It could be your heart. And once you find that place, just spend a moment there and become familiar with it. And it doesn't matter how big it is. All that matters is that it's there. And then when you're ready, Take a few more deep breaths and then open your eyes. And now you know that you have a safety resource within you, an anchoring point. If the trauma feelings are too much as you heal, then you just simply come back to this place in your body and just spend some time there. Feel into the safety of that area. 
and then be there with that. Thank you, Nat. That's beautiful. It is such a simple but powerful process. And when I do it, for me, the safety is always in my legs, the strength of my legs. It's mm. Mm. it's very grounding, isn't it? Mm. It is. Yeah. yeah. And look, another thing you can do just quickly, because um, I know I end up talking too much. <laughs> um, another technique that we use, and I use it quite a lot, is the safety of a hug. And ah, yes, you can basically just put, you take your right hand and you place it under your left armpit, armpit as close to your heart as you can. And then you take your left hand and you put it over your right shoulder. And this really calms the nervous system right down. And it just gives you that sort of secure hold that you need. And all you do is just breathe. Mm. Take deep, calming, soothing breaths until you sort of feel any kind of traumatic energy, which could be kind of in the sense of tingling or buzzing. It could be pains. You know, some people, when they hear about trauma that is close to heart um, and sort of get flashbacks or feelings, they might sort of get a tightness in the chest or a sick stomach, you know, feel like they're going to vomit or something. So it's that's another technique you can always use mm. and those two really you can do them anywhere mm. they're easy they're simple so simple mm. yeah so sorry let me thank you for letting me share that Candace. Uh, no no <laughs> I love it that's actually a technique I actually use in my self-compassion meditations often yeah um yeah. get get people to give themselves that beautiful hug all right well I think this is us done for this episode thank you Nat and thank you everyone for joining us um I would encourage everyone to spend some time practicing and connecting with those safety resources in the body becoming familiar with them Mm. the more familiar you are with them the easier they are to access and I think in the next episode we'll start exploring little t trauma thank you so much for joining us and we'll be back in a fortnight thanks everyone